What is up, guys, and welcome back to another podcast of Fantasy League of Ordinary Gentlemen, F-L-O-O-G. Guys, welcome back to the Flug. Yes. Yes. Oh. I wish I had something to pop off right now. I already opened my beer. Do it. You can have another one later and do it. Yeah, I'll do it at the right time. Rather late than never. Rather late than never. Guys, how are we doing tonight? Good. 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 Another week, so another week closer to most of our dynasty drafts, which is why we all live, obviously. Yeah. We live for these dynasty drafts, for the rookie drafts. So, I mean, definitely fun. Definitely fun what our segments could be about today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good to see you guys. I'm, I'm ready. Yeah, a little, little late to the game. I feel like a lot of rookie drafts have already happened. I don't really care. But it's it's but it's good to get you know I mean, all y'all go ahead and then we'll take our time get some more consensus information, you know some of these uh some of these undrafted rookies have them doing some stuff, uh, so let's roll with it you guys um let's go around the let's go around the zoom real quick uh to to my left, the the uh the podcast world traveler if you will to give him another nickname. Uh, guys, you can find him on Twitter at Social Media Ghost. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Tyson Cullen. What up? What up? Glad to be Ty. on here. Ty, you're like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the flu. <laughs> <laughs> you go I'm everywhere, gonna, bro. Like I'm going to take, take that as a compliment because it I is a huge the, one. It is. It's I a good love, one. I love the guy. He talks. Well, there we go. Bill's, Bill's, um, Bill's plug. Uh, he loves the Bills. He loves his that's his favorite team. Hell, he was at the playoff game with his shirt off. His son had his shirt off in four degree weather. I was not that crazy. Uh, otherwise, I probably would have. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, we'll see what I know. I know this year I'm going to go to Cincinnati. That's where the Bills play. I think. I think a buddy, a couple buddies, and I. I think we're going to the Washington Commanders and Giants game in New Jersey. I know I'll be. Of course, I'm gonna go to a Bills game in Buffalo. I can't not go. Uh, but yeah, yeah uh, I'm looking forward to this season. And I, as far as like the rookie drafts go, I think you know I don't think it's a bad idea waiting because I mean we're still not even into like tra- uh, not training camp, but uh, like mandatory mandatory mini camps like OTAs just started for the Bills. I don't know about like y'all's teams or the rest of the teams, but. Barely, we're barely into OTAs, and there's no pads. Like you're not, you're not seeing a whole lot. In fact, I mean, there's not, there's not been a lot like on James Cook or some of the Bills rookies. So, ain't a bad thing to start the rookie draft uh, later than we have. So, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. But uh, enough about me on that one. Uh, to, to beneath me is uh, a man that should see his team be a lot better this year, and I dare say. This is a hot take. Eagles win the division. I've been saying it. I've been saying it. I've been saying it at work because we got a Cowboy fan and a Commander game fan, whatever the hell that team name is. Uh, and I'm saying that the Eagles are going to win the division, barring injury. And that is one Gary Jakowski. What's up, man? I had no idea you were talking about me. <laughs> Thank you, sir. I mean, yeah, they got to – with all the – Moves they made, especially during that whole NFL draft, uh, it's good likelihood that they're going to be, you know, I mean, just 
on paper, they look good right now. It's all whether they can be cohesive and whatnot and see what Jalen Hurts can do with all these weapons now too. So it'll be a fun season. Can't wait. Um, but regardless of the Eagles right now, the whole NFC East is always up for grabs. But, um, yeah, I'm just excited to be here, and let's get to it, guys. So, what, actually, you know what? What's everybody drinking? Water. That's what I'm talking about. What do you got, Gars? I got something that's blue, red, and white. And, no, it's not a Buffalo Bill. It is a Pat Flu Ribbon. <laughs> Nice. Very good, very good. I have uh from Three Notched out of the great city of Charlottesville, Virginia, from Three Notch Brewery. They made a beer about my sex life <laughs> called the Minuteman IPA. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love it. And oh. it, uh it's a it's a New England style IPA. It's really good. Um and it's uh because I'm a cheap ass. Uh, two uh two for four bucks at the gas station. You can't beat that uh, for an IPA though. No. So uh I'm in that guys. Uh check out Gary on Twitter at Garth underscore poetica. And uh guys, you can find me on Twitter at jhicks 804 All of us are on the flug at the well on the Twitter at the flug underscore ff as a combined entity. Uh podbean spotify and itunes and of course guys go check out our website www.theflug.com uh we're gonna start doing we just talked about it today uh we're gonna start trying to do a daily poll hey wait i know it's hard to see him but social media goes too don't forget his oh yeah <laughs> oh, yeah 119 followers by the way oh dude i think you have more than me um so yeah but anyway so so we're going to start doing a daily poll on the website. And if you guys, if anybody listening wants us to put like a, anyways, it's going to be a trade, a trade poll. Um, this crazy stuff. And if anybody has something that they want us to post, just send us a tweet, any of us to the flu. Um, and we'll put it up there because we're definitely, you know, I mean, 365 days a year, 365 different polls. So, Yes. So go check it out, and then we'll, we'll. I'm sure we'll try to get that uh, linked up with Twitter because we're so great with computers. Um, I digress. Anyways, so did I? Did I miss anything? Yeah, I got. One thing. I got one thing. What you got? Everybody tweet how great Josh Allen is. All right, well, let's go. <laughs> okay, here we go. Here we go. We got the. Uh, we were talking about it before we started the pod. We got the uh, golf tournament. Uh, next week that's i'm really excited for so it's uh so it's Mahomes and josh allen combining forces the young bucks versus the elder statesman in the uh nfl quarterback we got tom brady and aaron Rodgers on the team and it's uh, a yeah golf tournament it's is it in, it's in vegas right it yeah. is in vegas it's a 12 hole 12 hole tournament and uh i'm telling you what all four can play uh, I'm kind of curious, like, because uh, I have no idea what you guys would think. So, who are you two going to be going for? <laughs> You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Gary. Brady so and Rogers, it is okay. <laughs> <laughs> if they could only come out with like you know 
tag team music together. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be Mega awesome. Power. Mega Powers. Mega Powers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, guys, uh, what we're going to do tonight is we, we kind of compiled a list together of uh, players we're all interested in, uh, mostly from Dynasty, but definitely you can talk about this from a redraft because, like, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of leagues are already done with their rookie drafts. So slowly the tilt is going to redraft. So with that said, we're going to jump on some players. Again, a list of players we just thought uh, – I don't know, intriguing what kind of changed via the draft mostly. Did 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 the were they screwed via the drafts at IE they they picked up a running back, they picked up a wide receiver that could cut into carries and targets, all that fun stuff. So we so we picked one quarterback. Uh we got four. We're gonna do four running backs, four wide receivers, and two tight ends. Uh we just got the one. Uh, one tight end, I'm sorry. Yeah, no effect. One time, well, yeah, Noah Fant is our, our, yeah, is our subject of the night. So let's go ahead and jump into this. Uh, mm-hmm. The quarterback, uh, I, I like this. It, this wasn't my call. I forget who made the call, but I'm definitely in because I definitely like to hear everybody's opinion because I am big on this guy. Gary and I uh, actually have a share of him in our Pigs 2 team, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's Justin Fields. So, uh, would you guys call it a rough start? I mean, let's just go there. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. with him. Yeah, I mean, just about most rookies are going to have a rough start off the bat. Um, I mean, here, I'll, I'll go through his uh, stats from last year. Um, 159 completions from 270 targets. He only had 12 games that he played in for 1,870 yards. Mm-hmm. You know, seven TDs, 10, 10 interceptions. But the good upside – which is why we all love somebody like this as a quarterback. And uh, for fantasy is the upside he brings when he's rushing. And he had 72 rushes for 420 yards with two touchdowns. So all in all, like, I mean, his rushing upside in 12 games is pretty, pretty legitimate. Um, That's pretty much six, at least six rush attempts per game you're looking at. Um, Yeah. So you're looking at somebody who's, getting maybe about 30, a little bit anywhere between 30 to 40 yards per rush. I mean, per, per game through rushing, which is great. That's exactly the upside we have. Um, why I like Fields better than somebody like um, – well, I shouldn't say I like him better uh, than somebody like Cam. It's just that, like, he has pretty decent accuracy too, and he can kind of throw the deep ball pretty well too. Um, that's somebody, uh, I don't know. Well, I'll let you all go ahead. So any kind of thing you want to put into him? I, uh, what kind of intrigues me? I mean, I like him. I just, I mean, Chicago was kind of a, a shit show last year. And I mean, not all his fault, obviously. Right. So with, I mean, they got rid of, they got new GM, new coaching, everything this year. Um, the new head coach is, uh, he came from uh, he was indie. He's like, I think he was a defensive coordinator. He's more, a def- yeah. So, but yeah. they got a new offensive coordinator. And this guy, for the past three years, he was the Packers quarterback coach and passing game coordinator. This guy was, you know, was he was coaching Rodgers 
and now he comes over to help Fields. I mean, I mean, guys, I don't. I mean, tell me, there's nobody that sees that as a negative. Come on, right? No, so, no. so def, definitely very intrigued. Uh, of course, I guess the the knock's going to be is the wide receiver core. Darnell Mooney, I absolutely love Darnell to the motherfucking Mooney. Okay. And then yeah. Cole Komet, I'm in on him. You know, I mean, Montgomery's good. Montgomery can catch the ball. So I'm with that. But, you know, I, I mean, that's that's the knock. That's going to be the knock. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, I, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I love the player, and I think he can take that next step, kind of like my guy did, JA-17. But, you know, they didn't really – they didn't really do much as far as like on the offensive. I mean, they got Vellis Jones. They drafted him, but he's also 25 years old. And I think he was third round, so he can make an impact. But, you know, he wasn't that productive. I'm a big kind of like productive guy. He wasn't that really productive in college. Uh, he was more of a tip returner and a punt returner, which, I mean, that's great if they're trying to get Devin Hester back, you know, a Devin Hester type. But, I mean – yeah, I mean, it's basically all that you said, Josh. I mean, Byron Pringle, Dajay Sharp, Dante Pettis, David Moore. I mean, these are all guys that are either has-beens or never was, and mostly never was, that are trying to, you know, give it one more chance. Like David Moore and Dante Pettis and Tajay Sharp, I see this as their last chance to do something in this league. And then you got Pringle and Aquinas uh, St. Brown that are – they're okay, like number fives or number fours, but if you're looking there, you're looking for them to be your number two or number three. Oof. So, yeah. I think you're right. right. I mean, this is like wide receiver fours, wide receiver threes and fours in most teams. Um, mm-hmm. Regardless, I mean, Dar- Dar- Darnell Mooney, I could see as a good wide receiver two for most teams, but the number one is going to be tough to see because um, he was a fifth round pick. I mean, let's. I'll be honest. I mean, most fifth round picks aren't stellar, but I mean, there's some like uh, diamonds in the rough when it comes to somebody like that, but it's just going to be hard for me to acknowledge him as a wide receiver two or a wide receiver one, I guess you could say. 140 targets last year. That is crazy. That's nuts. And I mean, it can't, that's, I mean, that's what to kind of piggyback on what you're saying. He can't get with so many more, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess I'll, I will try not to throw my bias on here. But Pringle is, if he could fit in as a three, not bad. He, I mean, he, 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 can, he can move, dude. He can move. And he was a kick returner when he was on KC. Uh-huh. So I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't shun him. No, I like him as a three or four, but I don't like him as a two. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't – yeah, I don't hate him. I just don't like him as a two. Um, but I'm with you on Cole Komet. Well, he went to Notre Dame, so of course I, of course I am. There, there. But, um, there it is. Um, but, you yeah, know, I'm, I'm with you on Cole Komet, and it seems like it's his job because the next guy behind him is Ryan Griffin from the Jets. Who, uh, yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. So it's Cole Komet's year to be the guy. Uh, what's his third year or second year? I think third. 
third, and he's had Jimmy Graham, which I don't think Jimmy Graham – Jimmy Graham was basically unnoticeable last year. So it's definitely his his year. Um, but, I mean, I do like the running backs, though. I like – like you said, I like Montgomery. I like Khalil Her- Herbert. He went to Tech. And when Khalil Herbert got the ball, he did produce. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, they they built the running game around him. But I was just – I was disappointed in this uh, – this new regime on get him more weapons. I mean, you look at the other guy. Look at the other draft picks in his in his draft class. Trevor Lawrence got. They're not sexy, but they they they. Who they get? They got Christian Kirk. They got um, Zay Jones. I mean, they and then Evan Ingram, and then you got um, Mac Jones. Got Devontae Parker, Tyquan Thornton. They're not sexy, but at least they upgraded. And then, of course, the Jets got Garrett Wilson. So uh, I was a little disappointed in what they did around Justin Fields. Yeah, I'm hoping something that's probably going to progress after this season. I mean, they got, what is it, Bayless Jones in third round, early third round. But yeah. he's more of a speedster, too. So that's more speed for the team. Um, like I said before, like, I mean – if you're not a first, maybe even a second round wide receiver, you're probably not going to see the field right away. So that's something that he's going to probably have to grow into. You're going to see more of the, you know, that maybe the Byron Pringle, the um, Darnell Mooney, Equinemia, St. Brown, I would imagine is going to be playing the field more quicker than Jones. Um, but yeah, I mean, the run game is something that's good for them. And the thing is with uh, Justin Fields, he poses that threat on defenses for them to, you know, keep their eyes on him or have maybe, you know, a spy like a linebacker who's pretty much going to, you know, spy him all throughout. So especially on uh, passing downs, but yeah, like uh, Josh was saying beforehand, like the, the wide receiver core isn't great. It's probably bottom five in the league. <laughs> it could but most definitely be bottom three possibly. But um, yeah, just I think just Justin Fields, like the wheels that he has, definitely helps him out for fantasy. Um, passing is going to be difficult, but you always like a dual threat when it comes to quarterback. I'm with you. I, I and then I try to wrap this one up. I definitely like him as a buy in dynasty. I think maybe I get mean, some people might be down on him, but you know, I, I think he's a buy and redraft. I don't want him as my starting quarterback, but if I got him as my backup, I mean, I'm happy with that. Yeah, I'm fine with him as a backup for sure. Yeah, me too. I agree. And I mean, go back to Dynasty real quick and Superflex. Obviously, he's an ad. I mean, that's, and I don't know. I mean, but yeah. And oh, I was going to say, if like, if you do a redraft with him, I like somebody like, you know, a Kirk Cousins or somebody like that first. And then, get him on the back end, you know, Justin Fields, you know, because Kirk Cousins has always been at least a good top 15 QB. But if you want to see, like, if his upside with Justin Fields kind of progresses throughout the season, then you can start to plug him and, you know. I'm with you. I'm with you. You guys ready to jump to running backs? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's start with – I think this was Ty's guy that he wanted to present or talk about, however we want to go about it. Uh, Ty, go ahead. Oh, Damian Harris. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I like Damian Harris, 
Um, I actually like him a lot. Um, I wish I wish my team had a running back like him, like that north and south running back. But there's a lot of competition behind him. I mean, you got Ramondre Stevenson, and now they just drafted Pierre Strong, the fourth round from South Dakota State, who I actually really like, uh, who I like coming out of the draft. And then they also got Kevin Harris out of the sixth round. And James, they still got James White, and we know how much uh, Patriots uh, Belichick likes to use all of his running backs. So now you got a plethora of running backs that could produce. Um, again, the average four point six yards per carry. It's real. Uh, it's not that bad. I mean, it's not like Jonathan Taylor, but it's not bad either. But Ramondre Stevenson, just a hair. Behind them in that in that category, four point five six, and now they're adding Pierre Strong, and now they're adding Kevin Harris. Kevin Harris might not be a contributor because he's a six rounder, but Pierre Strong, if you're fourth, if you're fourth round or below, there's a possible good chance you're going to be on. He's going to make the team, I think, because he's a second day. He was a second day uh, draft pick, uh, and not only that, he's got he's got some skill sets to go along with. Uh, his, his frame. So, um, again, I like the player. It's kind of like Justin. Well, I love Justin Fields. Don't imagine Justin Fields, just, but that's a different story. I love Damian Harris, the player, but there's some more competition because I didn't really see Brandon Bolden as being a real like competitor for him because he's like 31 years old. Now you've got two more younger guys added to the mix. And then, like I said, James White, um, I believe James White's still with the Patriots, right? Um, yeah. no, I'm drunk. Okay. Um, even though he's up there in age, he's the receiving back because, let's face it, Mondre Stevenson and Damian Harrison, Harris can't do what James White can in the passing game, let's be honest. Uh, they're both the same type of back. But, yeah, again, love love Damian Harris, Damian Harris, but now he's got more competition and I can see him falling. And with the um, the ways they use all the running backs. Right, and I mean, he had a good third, I mean, two-thirds probably of the rushing attempts as well. So, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, Ramadre Stevenson probably had like, you know, probably about 20% or something like that, 133 rushes. But I think like just the fact that the way the Patriot game is played, especially with Mac Jones, you see that they are going to rush a lot. You know, I still think because – when they had Cam before, they kind of used his dual threat. They used what he was capable of doing because he's not a great passer. They used him in the rushing aspect, especially right there in the goal line too. But now that you have Mac Jones here, you have goal line opportunities for these backs too. It's really hard to be able to pick apart this whole backfield because we all know with the Patriots, they'll do a running back carousel. But yeah, with Harris, I mean, you're hoping for – a good amount of rushing attempts. He didn't really have too many. Uh, he didn't really have too many targets. It was just twenty throughout the year. Yeah, I think. No. Yeah, I think even uh, Ramondre had eighteen. I'm, I'm with you guys. I, I mean, I totally. I didn't realize that he had two hundred attempts last year. Which I mean, that's up there, guys. A lot. Of, I mean, and yeah. I mean, so he played three more games than Stevenson. And he had 133 carries. I mean, they're they're running the they're running the shit out of the ball. Bolden's gone. Yep. Bolden went to Bolden's in Vegas now. Uh, 
Ty, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with you, but I don't think – I'm not worried about Pierre Strong yet. You know, it's early. I mean, there's been training camp and all that good shit. But yeah. I think they know. I mean, these guys, I mean, both of these guys are averaging four, six, four, five, whatever yards per carry. I mean, what more do you want from these guys? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I agree. But again, just the way he does with his running backs, it could be this week, it could be Damian Harris. And then the very next week, it could be Rondre Stevenson. Oh, yeah. And not only, and not only that, they added, they're, they're trying to add more weapons, unlike the Bears. They're trying to add more weapons in the passing game. Devontae Parker might be old, but they still added Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. They added they added Tyquan Thornton in the second round from Baylor, who ran like a four two eight something just just ridiculous. None of the receivers that they got can do that. Aguilar, Jacoby Myers, Parker himself. Um, another name I'm trying. Another name that's uh, slipping. Oh, Kendrick Bourne. Like, none of those guys can fly like Tyquan Thornton. He's going to get every opportunity to beat a guy. I mean, I'm not – again, he wasn't that much production, but he's a second pick. But they added a couple more weapons to that passing game. And then you got – and then you can't forget about Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. So, I could see them throwing the ball a lot more than they did last year than – and they were most mostly a running game, but now you got, like I said, you got about four or five capable receivers and two tight ends. So that was another thing I forgot to mention. They just they keep adding more weapons uh, to the passing game. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, I'm again. If to sum it up, Damian Harris, I'm I'm in on him. Redraft. I think he could almost be. Hey, I mean, I feel like I mean. Let's talk sleeper already. I think, I mean, but and Stevenson to go a little off topic. I like both of them because, I mean, just this amount of carries. I think, like, uh, when it comes to like a flex play, those work good. You don't really want them as a RB2, but I think flex play would be pretty decent. What do you think yeah. of that? I like it. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely. All right. Yeah, Gary, you want to talk? Kind of, well, I was going to say, like Ty said, though, because, I mean, you don't really know what the backfield is going to look like. You don't really want to just plug one of these guys in as a running back number two, and then you're pretty much going to get hurt with that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm with you, guys. You want to go ahead and uh, you want to jump on your guy? Yeah. So I did a uh, James Connor from with the Cardinals. Uh, we see Chase Edmonds is out. Um, so Connor, in in his in respect to Connor, this is going to be his sixth season. Uh, he's got Darna or Daryl Williams, Deontay Ingram, and Eno Benjamin in the backfield now. They just signed Darrell Williams. So that's interesting. I was big on Deontay Ingram as his backup, but now that uh, Darrell Williams is kind of like pushes that back a little bit. <clears throat> but with uh, last year, I think it was. Yeah, so he had. He's been pretty good. This was probably last season with the Cardinals was one of his better seasons than he was when he played with Pitt. I think Pitt on his uh, rookie season, he had, was it? uh, No, no, I'm sorry. His second season with them, he was number seven overall in PPR leagues. 
So last season he was number five overall with the Cardinals in running in his running back position. And with him rushing 202 times for 752, especially when he had Chase Edmonds in there too, I think that's pretty good. His, uh, he had 15 touchdowns too, which I think can still pretty much be on the cusp because we already know the Cardinals, are, they're electric, especially on offense. They're going to be missing uh, DeAndre Hopkins, but I still think they're going to be a good red zone threat. So anytime that they're around there, they can definitely call up on Connor for that. Um, what do you guys think? Because he's, beside his second season with Pittsburgh, when he had 71, uh, dude, he had 71 targets when he was with Pittsburgh in his second season. He had 39, just well below 40 last year caught 37 of them but if he can at least get maybe between 40 to 50 targets we're talking about somebody who can be a top 12 uh running back to wonder as it all depends with the way um this team pretty much utilizes him if it's going to be a committee but i think the fact that chase edmonds is gone there's a clear-cut uh possibility that he can pretty much he could be a star next year for sure, barring his injuries and whatnot, too. Yeah, I mean, Josh can speak more to um, Daryl Williams, but I don't, and I don't know Keontae Ingram that well other than he went to Arizona State, and I think he was a what second or third round pick, if I'm not mistaken. But oh, he was probably I, third or fourth. Um, from what I what I think, from what I can understand, is I don't think Daryl Williams is Chase Edmonds. I'm a big Chase Edmonds guy. Uh, I know a lot of people may not be, but Chase Edmonds could. I mean, he was electric when he ran the football, and he was electric when he caught the football. Um, I don't see Daryl Williams being <laughs> that that electric like he is. And I think this is Connor's team. Um, I think he was only like three point seven yards per carry, but hey, he was a touchdown machine. And like you said, he caught, what, most of his ball, what, almost 90% of his balls. He said 40 targets, 37 catches. So, and he, he added some – it looked like he added some bulk from the time he went to Pittsburgh and to the Cardinals. So, I mean, I think it's his team. Um, I'm up on him. And like you said, 15 touchdowns, um, I'm, 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 I'm up on him. I think this is his team. I'm not – and Emil Benjamin, I think he's gotten his chances or he's had the opportunities. Uh, I don't see it, so. Yeah, and uh, actually Ingram was in the sixth round. So we're talking about somebody who's pretty much right. – Yeah. Wow. He doesn't have much draft capital on that. That was way off. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm – no, no disagreements uh, from what you guys have said so far. Darren Williams, yeah, from – he was – he was – I forget – he had – Almost 1,500 yards combined last year, rushing and receiving. So he definitely uh, can come in and, I mean, do it all, you know. So, I, but, but I mean, Connor, man, he kind of came into Arizona and hot hand and just ran with it, you know, right? Yeah. So, I'm – Well, I think Darrell Williams is a good complimentary. Complimentary. Yeah, after uh, hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Thank you. You saved me right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but do I think it's going to be like? Because sometimes it was like an even split. 
between him and Chase Edmonds sometimes. And then there was other times where it was lopsided. But I don't see it being an even split. I, I think Daryl Williams will get some get some touches, but I don't think you're going to see 50 50. And I might be wrong. I mean, I think he's a good player. I just don't think he's as electric as Chase Edmonds. But um, he's definitely the be- he's definitely number two. There ain't no question about it. He he's a, a, a going into redraft like we were saying. If if you draft Connor, I think you should handcuff yourself. Yeah, because because if he gets, yeah. I mean, he he put up career numbers this this year, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, all right, I was way off on my numbers. I'm sorry, guys, but he uh, yeah, he had a thousand. I know that. Yeah, it's like th- a thousand combined. So yeah, yeah I mean. If yeah, draft Connor, draft Williams. Hand. I don't. I don't want to do. I don't. I don't do a lot of handcuffs. But I would handcuff myself. Right, but plus you got to remember, like I mean, with this being a long season, you got to see that most running backs. You're, there's maybe you'd be lucky if there's a handful of running backs that are like the guy, all throughout the season. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, like your yep. Dalvin Cook, Samara. Uh, Kamaras and stuff like that. Although they're aging, you don't really see too many running backs that are pretty much, you know, the dominant back all throughout. Like even Saquon is Zeke. Like all that's pretty much going on the wayside. You got somebody like, you know, the New York Jets. We got like a Michael Carter and the, the Brees Halls now. So, I mean, I feel like it's going to that, like this two running back tangent, especially with how long the season is now. Um, yeah. But I like Connor. Like, I think he's a good – I think he's a legit running back, too. I mean, especially in Dynasty for right now. Um, does he have a two-year contract still with him? He just re-upped. He re-upped on a three-year. Okay. So, yeah. So, he's got at least – so, I mean, that's good. Like, I, if I was in Dynasty with him, I'd at least try to keep him for at least another year or two before I try to flip him for something else. Mm-hmm. That's the way I would pretty much do it with him. He's like what, twenty-seven years old, I think, right? Who? Twenty-six. Connor. Connor. Twenty-six. Twenty-seven. Pretty sure he's twenty-six. Okay. He's twenty-six. So, yeah. Twenty-six. Now. So <laughs> he turned twenty-seven this year. I don't know his birthday. So. But but you know that's that's twenty-six, twenty-seven. That's the prime at that's your. That's when you're supposed to be in your prime as an athlete. So, I mean, he's in, he's in his prime. So. Yeah. Come on, Josh. You know him. He's a Pisces, bro. <laughs> I really so, don't know. I don't know uh, when his birthday is. <laughs> let's uh, we 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 kept on talking about Chiefs running backs. Let's uh talk about the guy who uh, another one we want to talk about. That's Clyde Edwards Elair. Uh, Chiefs running back, first round pick two years ago. Definitely has not panned out to the expectations. Uh, everybody has expected. So, I don't – I mean, do you guys want to start this? Okay. So, he's definitely been going backwards. Um, yeah. I know he only played 10 games last season. Mm-hmm. But in his first season, he had 181 attempts, and now I'm down to 119. So he's basically just missing about like somewhere a little over 60 attempts, which means miss he missed three. So he missed three. He only played 10 games this year. So he missed three more. So there's some, you know. 
So, but yeah, his, his, his yards per game went down. You know, targets went down. So there was rumors. I think what the injury was, he had like some kind of gall, gallbladder surgery. That was the thing that just kind of came out recently, which kind of held him back from OTAs and stuff last year. Um, with that said, Darrell Williams is gone. Obviously, we just said that. They brought in Ronald Jones from Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he cut it? Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely see, like, the whole split atmosphere going on again. But I, I don't – I still would favor Clyde DeRojo just because, I mean, he has been with the team for three years. Um, you know, me being a Chiefs fan, uh, seeing Mahomes and stuff, like Mahomes is uh, – I think he's part owner of the soccer team there. So they have their they have their box and like Kelsey's always there. I can you know, and and Clyde's been there. So I mean, chemistry. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Well, let me. Is Jarrett McKinnon still there? Right. No, not right now. He's he's not. That's yeah. right. So then that leads me to the only reason why I might like him more than the other guys is that. He has a receiving – he can he he's a better I don't know, maybe you can attest to this, but he's a better pass catching back than say Ronald Jones or Derek Gore. Um I forget the other running backs who I actually actually like Derek Gore, even though do I really think he's gonna get a shot? No. But I actually like Derek Gore. Um I think he averaged like five yards per carry. Uh seemed like he when he got the opportunity he did pretty well. I think, the, I think he started the game. He actually ran pretty well. Um, but but the only reason why I like CEH is because of his um, pass catching ability compared to the other two. Yeah, Ronald Jones. Because Ronald Jones is not really that great when it comes no. to. They, I think. Both, I, go ahead, sorry, Ty. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it seems like Derek Gore is north south. You can probably test. You can probably. Uh, tell tell us better. Yep, and then it seems like Ronald Jones is kind of north and south, or at least get to the outside and then kind of beat you. But he, I've seen him drop a few passes along with Leonard Fournette when he was with the Bucks. So I straight up think I I straight up think Bruce Aarons did not like him. Like I don't know what happened, but I don't think like he went into that doghouse and he never came out. They they threw away the key, locked it, ate it. Shit on it, all of the above, and then that key was gone with the motherfucking pharaohs. That shit's gone, dog. Mm-hmm. But I, mean, I thought that was Keyshawn Vaughn all the way, but it seemed like I mean, once they signed Lenny, like it was, it was Lenny or God. You know, he was the one who did pretty much did it all in Tampa Bay. We just pump, pump the brakes on that, Garth. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Let's pump, let's pump the brakes. Uh, let's 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 wrap it up on Clyde, boys. Uh, let's. Uh, I'll, I'll throw it to you guys in redraft. If you're your running back too, are you happy? I'm okay with it. Are like, you would, sad? You're looking at probably getting him in hopefully the fifth or sixth round of a 12 know, team your, redraft. Yeah, to be your uh, running back number two. I'm probably kind of sad, but if he's my flex, I'm okay. I like that. I like that. Yeah, running back, definitely not your running back one. I'm running back two. If you're flexed, yeah, I'm definitely happy. 
redraft. Yeah. I mean, sorry, dynasty. Um, I mean, what do you got? Is he a buy for you? Is he a sell? Ride the storm. I'm gonna sell him. I'm not. I mean, you're still hoping that the fact that he's, you know, with Kansas City, that you could probably get something for him. I don't ever see them re-signing him at any at any point. Plus, I mean, he's somebody who's not playing a full season as well. So if I can kind of get whatever I can with him, you know, maybe hopefully some kind of first, like a late first, uh, going into this draft, rookie draft, I would probably try to do that for sure. I'm going to ride the storm only because he was a number one draft pick, right? So that means he's got a fifth-year option, right? Yeah. So, and they haven't – did they already say they declined it or did they pick the No, it's, I mean, it's, it's three – what's it? If it's the first – I mean, the first round pick at the five year, right? Fifth year option. Yeah. So this is this yeah. is going to year three. So I mean, we still got. They have time. So, I'm gonna say if he's my flex, yeah, I'll I'll ride the storm. But if they don't pick it up uh, after this year, then yeah, I'll probably sell it. Although Gary Gary's um way is probably better, but I would say I would uh I would ride it just to see what happens. All right, let's. We kind of already we, another guy. We already kind of intrude, introed. Mm-hmm. Let's let's talk Lenny, guys. This is this is who I wanted to talk about. Lenny is God. But, uh, Lenny. Shane's not here, so I got you know I got to bring him up, right? Mm-hmm. So we already mentioned Ronald Jones is gone. He's gone to KC. They added Rashad White in the draft. I'm not sweating him. I just see him as a backup. He had his highest average yards per carry of his career in 2021. He had 84 targets last year. I don't think a lot of people remember that. That's a huge. So, and then 2020, when he signed with the Bucks, he only had 47. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's a huge jump, guys. So, fourth in targets. Gronk was third in targets. He's not on the team right. I mean, right now. I mean, could it change? Yes. But, so I really I don't know I just like I like the target share. Again, Ronald Jones is gone, guys. I just I don't I don't know I see him just being more of a focal point. I know they got so they got Russell Gage. They have then Godwin and Evans, obviously. But I mean I don't guys. So let's let's read off the top ten in running backs from last year. So JT Eckler, Najee Harris, Mixon, Connor, who we always already mentioned, Zeke, Cordero. Lenny came in at eight, and then Kamara and Chubb. So, guys, I, I mean, does anybody think Cordero is going to stay uh, like elite in fantasy anymore? Like, I think he's figured he's been figured out, you know. Yeah, I mean, they plus uh, you got to look at Atlanta too. They don't have really any wide receivers, so I mean, he could probably be in that aspect too. Uh, I love some Cordero Patterson for personal reasons because I met him, but yeah, I think he had a great year, but uh, yeah, I think he's on the wrong end of 30. Yeah, I don't know. No, I agree. I'll just just say, going back to Leonard, I'm with you, Josh. I'm all in on Leonard Fournette. Of course, I have him in Chupa and he helped me get to third place uh, mid-season because I traded for him. I'm all in on Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm not sweating Rashad White. 
Uh, I'm definitely not Rashad, uh, sweating to Keyshawn Vaughn because uh, this is his third year. Kind of like Emo Benjamin. Hasn't really stepped up. Um, they, they got Bernard or the Geo, the Geo, the Geo, oh, Geo resign. Yeah. I mean, Geo's, Geo's a pass catching back, but like you said, Leonard Fournette can catch the ball out of the backfield, uh, as well and was very successful with it. So, uh, I'm all in. I'm like with, with you and Shane. I'm all in. I just, I just think, like I said, so Cordero finished one spot ahead of him and just, I don't know, just, Something's I don't know. I think he could he's right now he was eight top ten. And I know I'm getting to split in hairs, but I think he could break top five if everything goes, you know, according to play in. So all right, those are the yeah. running backs guys we were talking about tonight. Let's jump to our wide receivers. Uh Gary, who's your who's your guy? It is uh Mari Cooper. Let's go. And well, I mean, the reason is I mean when Deshaun Watson was with uh, the Texans, DeAndre Hopkins was pretty much wide receiver one, wide receiver two, and wide receiver four all throughout. And he kind of averaged 160 targets. And with Amari there, now as their number one, um, I mean, he, right now he's going as number 52 overall. Uh, so I think Amari can be pretty much like – a top 12 wide receiver for sure. I mean, if you see, like, he's got the route. I mean, we all know. Amari's a great route runner, dude. And, I mean, he did have CeeDee Lamb taking away targets last time, Michael Gallup as well, when he's with Dallas. But, I mean, he's been a top 20 wide receiver five times out of the seven uh, years uh, he has with the NFL. So, I'm pretty – I'm big on him, dude. I think he's going to turn it up this season, especially with Deshaun Watson. I mean, hopefully Deshaun Watson is playing a full season, but still, I think uh, with Mari Cooper being the top dog there, I think he's capable of being like a top 12 wide receiver yet again. Yeah. I mean, I, I like it, but I'm, I'm still – I'm personally, I'm still nervous about Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Baker's Baker's not showing up to OTAs, which I don't know. You take that as what you want, but I don't know, after, after that, they got uh, what's his name? Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, Ty. I was just gonna say, if, yeah, if Deshaun's gonna play, you basically got the same type of offense that they had in Dallas. You got a quarterback that can move, a quarterback that's accurate. Um, you got two stud running backs. Hell, you can even say three with the Ernest Johnson. You got three stud running backs. Um, now maybe the receivers are maybe a little bit better in Dallas, but you essentially got the same offense. Um, and Joku, and then in Joku, Dolan Schultz. I mean, I, I want to say one is maybe Dolan Schultz slightly better, but in Joku's never been the guy, so to speak, and he just got franchise tag, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm, um, right. And Amari Cooper is essentially in the same type of offense with Deshaun Watson. Now, yeah, now if Baker Mayfield's going to start or Brissett's going to start, yeah, then it kind of takes a nosedive. But as long as Deshaun Watson ends up playing, he's in, he's in the same type of he's in the same type of personnel that he was in Dallas. And 
dare I say, Deshaun Watson is better than Dak, in my opinion. I would take Deshaun over Dak. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bold takes, bold takes. Here we go. I don't know if I don't think I sent you guys an article, but uh, you know, with it, Real Sports on HBO, they had uh, two, if not more, of the uh, accusers of Watson. And from what I read, and I didn't watch the whole thing, but from what I read and saw, it was, yeah, it was very uncomfortable. Mm, I bet. I bet it is. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a whole, yeah. Like I said, yeah, like I said, if, if Sean plays, then I'm all in for Cooper. But if he doesn't, then no boss. At, at least, at least, at least for this year. Because he's still young. You're he's right, you're like, right. He's still 27, 28 years old. And to go back to what I said before, is that's your prime. So it's not like if. If he doesn't produce this year, oh well, it's the end of the year. It's the end of, it's the end, it's the um end of the world. I mean, Allen Robinson is a perfect example of he's been through quarterback uh, perjury or whatever you want to call it, and now he's with Matt Stafford and Allen Robinson's twenty nine years old. So, I, I, I like where you're getting at, and there's and there's there's no competition for Amari as wide receivers go. So I, I'm with I'm with you guys. Um, you ready to jump? You ready to jump to the next one? Mm-hmm. Let's go. Uh, I'll go. I'll go. I, I had Michael Pittman. That's who I wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, I I really I was never a big Matt Ryan guy, but I don't for some reason him switching to Indy has me a little more intrigued. The O line in Atlanta was never it was par at best, right? Nothing nothing to get jacked up about, right? Right. Ty's face kind of says less than what I'm saying. So, but then he goes to uh, Indy, which I mean, we've said on this pod before is uh, always a top five O line. Yep. Hand, hands down, no arguments. Top five easy. So I, I like that. You got to protect. You got to protect Matt Ryan. And again, this is a. Uh, they did draft Alec Pierce in the second round. I think a kind of under the radar guy, but. Could be a could be a target PPR machine, if you will. But Michael Pittman, guys, with with Carson Wentz last year and all the all the shit that got dropped on him, right? Michael Pittman uh, caught eighty eight catches for one hundred twenty nine targets, went over a thousand yards, only six touchdowns. The guy that was second in targets on the Colts last year, Zach Pascal, has moved on to the Eagles. And then you have Jack Doyle's retired Ty uh, T Y Hilton. Still unsigned. So right now it's it's Pittman. You got Paris Campbell still there. Whoop, whoop. Yep, there there it is. And and again Alec Pierce. So and I mean and you got Mo Alley as the tight as the tight end one. Again, Mo Alley's not going to be a field stretcher. We know that he's going to be a red zone guy. So Pitt, and Pittman, I mean they 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 acknowledge he's the guy. He got a hundred thirty targets right in. Will he get more? Probably. How many more? I don't know. But definitely, he's he's going to be the focal point of the offense when they have Jonathan Taylor. I mean, I mean, I don't know. He he finished wide receiver when we got seventeen. I guess depending on your seventeen, nineteen. You know, wide he's a solid wide receiver. Wide receiver two. Could this guy flirt with wide receiver one? I really think so. 
We always got to think too. Matt Ryan always produces wide receiver ones half the mm-hmm. time. Like I mean, when he had Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, like he's capable of bringing in a, a wide receiver one. Um, the good thing is, like Michael Pittman, I think he's capable of escalating into that top tier. Like when he first started, like he was, he was barely anything. Like I think he only had about 500 yards uh, altogether, and then he doubled that in his second season. So I think he's definitely capable of getting another thousand yard season, especially with um, some touchdown upside. Because I mean, this this team, like Josh said, the rushing game is great, offensive line is great. They just need a quarterback who's accurate, that you know can time the routes for each of these wide receivers. And I think Michael Pittman is able to escalate into that tier for sure. So I'm I'm high on him too. Yeah. No, I love the player, and going back, I'm going to make this kind of more of Matt Ryan. Like you said, Matt Ryan played with a terrible offensive line, and now, like you said, top five, which Quentin Nelson, their best player, didn't even have that great of a year, honestly, and he's still, he's still all pro level. And I would dare say, well, this is Matt Ryan's best running back that he's ever played with. Ooh. I, know he, I know he had Devontae, and I know he had – um. Um, Tevin Coleman, that that little tandem, but they don't compare to Jonathan Taylor. That's I agree with you. Bad, I agree with you. Bad dude. That's a bad dude right there. I know Buffalo knows from experience. He's a bad dude. So did Gurley ever have a good? Where did did Gurley ever have a good year in Atlanta? No, he had one year, which he had 900 yards, I think, but he averaged like three and a half yards per carry. I think he had. I think he had. I think touchdowns he was up, but as far as like yards per carry, he was it was not good. It was like three yeah, and a half. You're years. right. You're right. So, um, yeah, best yeah, great offensive line, and obviously, uh, arguably the best running back he's ever played with. So, I know I know that's getting off topic with Michael Pittman, but because of that, um, Matt Ryan is going to be I think a better better than what he was in Atlanta. And yeah, Pittman's gonna Pittman's probably gonna get the same amount of targets. And yeah, he and I'm with Gary, he'll get a thousand yards easily. Because I mean, like you said, they didn't re-sign TY. Paris Campbell, you don't know. Alex Pierce is a rookie. Could he be something? Maybe, but um Michael Pittman's gonna get you said 130 targets, right? Yeah. What he had last yeah, he, year. Yeah, he'll get that. So easily, and, uh, 130, easily 130 targets and easily a thousand yards once. In a in a 12 team dynasty league, single quarterback, what are you trading him for? Would you get? Would you give a mid first for him mm. this year? For this year, probably. I would probably do that. I would, yeah, for this year, I would do that. Because, I mean, I'm still suspect on some of the beginning. Mid-first is good. I'm okay with late, late first for sure. And I, 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 yeah, I'll go with Gary. Middle. Middle, 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 no more. Yeah. Because I'd rather have him the most, the wide receivers that came out. You would rather you would have him over any of the wide receivers this year. 
for the most part, yeah. Except maybe Traylon Burks, maybe even Drake London. Um, Olave could be a toss-up, really. Would you would you rather have him or I mean Brees is the consensus one one. Would you rather have him or Brees? I'd never have Brees for sure. But um I'm th- I'd probably still have Kenneth Walker over him too. Okay. So it's just uh yeah. Yeah, because I I I'm okay. I think he'll be a top fifteen for sure. I don't think he, I don't think he's gonna hit reach that realm of top twelve. But okay. I can definitely put him in the fifteen aspect. Okay. So seventeen last yeah. year. So, yeah, I guess whatever your yeah PPR standard. Yeah, I'll go with you. I'll go with top fifteen as well. All right, all right. Let's end, let's end it on that. Let's jump to our last wide receiver, uh, Jalen Waddle, guys, mm-hmm. coming off of a. A really good, a really good uh, rookie season. Um, I won over a thousand yards, six touchdowns. So I mean, all, you know, it's a great, it's a great, great rookie season. And then, you know, everybody was, everybody's going great on him, going into him. And then, oh, Dolphin trade for Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. And here we are, guys. So I mean, if you're a Dolphin fan, I mean, if you're a Dolphin. I mean, if you're just not fantasy football. You're a Dolphins fan. You gotta be fucking stoked. Yeah. With these two guys and Gasecki, a guy that a tight end that gets over 100 targets in a season. So um, uh, then let's let's circle back. This is all goes back to Tua. What's this guy gonna do? <laughs> new new head coach came from 49ers, which is all offense, you know. So let's. I mean, I still like the guy. Let's, I mean, let's come, come on. Yeah. I mean, obviously, he's a playmaker in his own self. I mean, they did add Cedric Wilson, too, who's a good number three for the team. So, all in all, I mean, Tua, Tua's, Tua's got it all, man. This is a hell of a lineup. I mean, if yep. you can imagine somebody else with this type of lineup as QB, he lights out. But I mean, Tua's still, he's, he's accurate. Sometimes I don't think his release is quick enough, you know. But I mean, we did see the uh, in what is it? Uh, the Twitter feed where um, he underthrew Tyreek. Did you see that video, Ty? Of course I did. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, there's still that. I don't know why the Miami Dolphins are throwing that out, you know, when he was severely underthrown. But hopefully that was just one play you know, and they just get in sync from there. But I don't know. I mean, I'm still kind of big on Jalen Waddle. I think he's going to be a great wide receiver. He's going to be great from years to come. Um, who's to say that they don't get a new QB coming in next season as well? That's why I would be pretty high on him. I would trade for him now and hope that they get somebody else in to a next year, you know? I mean, you've seen Tom Brady and all that other – shit with him like he almost wanted to go to Miami so who's to say when his contract ain't up he plays it one more year and goes to Miami so it's just it's really big I mean I think he's a hell of a playmaker I am definitely I like him better than Michael Pittman so I am I'm high on him yeah as a as a Bills fan I absolutely hate the fact that they have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Angus Sicky, Mostert, and Emmons. I absolutely hate it, but the reality is, is that 
Waddle, like you said, Waddle's a stud. Like he, he can, he can, he can. Uh, as far as I know, he can run every route. Every route there is, he can, he can run underneath. He can run the deep fade. Um, he can run the out route. I mean, he, he's a, he's a perfect receiver to me. Fast, like I said, goes over the middle. Um, kind of, kind of Jarvis Landry, kind of, kind of like a Jarvis Landry, but could, could be, uh, not as fast as Tyree, but you know, he, he's fast. What, four, three? I think he ran something like a four, three, something. So, um, but the only problem I have is like you've been saying is Tua and the offensive line is terrible too. They gave up the most pressures in the NFL. Uh, and their quarterbacks got sacked 46 times, which is about almost three times a game. So, but as far as the player goes, I love the player. Um, and like you said, they added Tyreek, they added running backs, um, Edmonds and Mostert. This offense on paper looks, I hate to say it, it looks scary. It looks scary as hell. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love the player. He's, like Gary said, he's going to be a great one. Yeah, Tyreek definitely dampens his uh, his upside a little bit. But I'm still, I'm still, I'm still buying. I do what I can to get him half the time. Yeah. Yeah, and people are and people are gonna people are gonna focus on Tyreek. Let's be honest; they're gonna focus on Tyreek. So, more probably more so on on Waddle. So that's gonna that will open some things up for Waddle. Um, Not only that, I don't think Tyreek plays a full season half the time. He had he had COVID. I think he missed a game or two because of COVID. He he definitely yeah, he played, I, he, yeah, he he, played majority last year. I mean, I'll be yeah. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I mean, watching the games, he just he just runs so quick, man. And it's just like, mm-hmm. like it's yeah. It's 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 sometimes it's. I mean, it's like elusive, but it's scary because he runs so freaking fast. You know mm-hmm. that like I, like did he just tear like I don't know. It always scared me, but it's both both safe both safeties are gonna. Whenever somebody plays Miami, both safeties are going to be on high alert. Let's be yeah, honest. Yeah. I mean, especially Tyreek. But again, again, I mean, Jalen's not Tyreek fast, but Jalen's not slow either. So yeah, safety. The safeties are going to be they're going to be on high alert with with this offense. I mean, all the whole defense, but especially the safeties because there's not going to be many corners that are going to play man to man with Tyreek. Buffalo saw that. Um, so you know, yeah, safeties are going to be in, in, instrumental in stopping this uh, defense. Yeah, I mean, offense. offense. Let's jump to our last five receiver, Ty. This is your guy. Let's roll. Yeah. So I mean, I this this might be kind of like a this might not make sense, but in a way, they helped them out, or they 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 got they helped them out in a way. They got John Mechie, but. I still think he's the number one guy, um, because I mean you got you got Chris Conley, you got Deshaun Hamilton, you got Philip Dorsett, you got Chris Moore, Damon Hazelton, Jalen Camp. I mean, just all again, all guys that are on their last leg, especially like Dorsett and Chris Moore and Hamilton uh, and Chris Conley. Uh, but right, they did Ty, get just to, Ty, just to back you up. We're talking Brandon Cooks. 
Sorry, yeah. go ahead, brother. You're good. Yo, Brent. Oh, oh, I thought we had already said the name. My bad. No. My bad. Yeah. That's on me. My... <laughs> That's on me too. Brandon Cooks. Yeah, so Brandon Cooks. <laughs> You know, they added John Mechie, but that's the only guy that I see out of this wide receiver corps that really take – oh, Nico Collins. But Nico Collins, we'll see what he does in his second year, but Nico Collins and John Mechie are the only guys that I really see contending Brandon Cooks for targets. But Brandon Cooks – Brandon Cooks is very underrated. He's never made the Pro Bowl, but I believe he's got about, if I'm not mistaken, at least five or six 1,000-yard seasons. That's that's only, really sad. Yeah, he's got six, yeah. six, six. I'm looking at it right now six a thousand yards. It's and there's a thousand yard seasons, dude. He's been top twenty in PPR. And it's because the Pro Bowl, Pro Bowl is a sham and nothing but a popularity contest. Yep. Mm-hmm. So he's he's one of the most underrated wide receivers, uh, I think, in the NFL. And again, he's a burner too. At least a four three five, if not faster. But not only that, he's in his second year with Davis Mills, who I've said this, you know, I've said this, I believe was the second best rookie quarterback in last year's draft behind Mac Jones. Ooh. I don't even think it, I don't even think it was close, in my opinion. I know, I know everybody drools all over Justin Fields. I get it, but Davis Mills, sixteen touchdowns, ten ints. That's not bad for a rookie. Ty, stand on that podium. Be proud. Hey, can I throw this in there too? Like, uh, yeah. so I was looking into it. So Davis Mills didn't play week nine through thirteen. He also didn't play week one. But regardless of that one, ten. Well, nine was their bye. So ten, eleven, yeah. Well, eleven, twelve, thirteen, three, five, and six targets for uh, Brandon Cooks when Davis Mills did not play. When he played with Davis Mills, only two games of five or less targets out of the rest. So, I mean, there's at least a dozen games when he's played with him where he gets well over five targets. So, I mean, Davis Mills looks to him, dude. I mean, he's still a hell of a fucking commodity for that team. So, I am pretty high on Cooks as it is. He's a security blanket, and I appreciate you bringing that up because I didn't even know that, I'll be honest with you. Uh, But he's a security blanket. Um, And again, yeah, second year with Davis Mills. And actually, I say 16 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. One of the games, he actually had four INTs. I won't mention who the team was. Because um, <laughs> <laughs> we know. Because you know. So you you take that game away, he only threw six INTs. So, uh, again, again, you know, John Mechie and Nico Collins are the only guys I see to, uh, competing with him for targets. But, He's still going to – I don't know how many targets he had, but he had 1,000 yards. I could see him getting 1,000 yards and still under 30 years old. 134 targets. 134 targets. Yeah. He'll – I see – I mean, he's going to get 100. Uh, I see him easily getting anywhere between 100 and 135. And then their tight end, as much as that's high on Brevin Jordan, I don't know where that's going. Um, you know, Nowhere. Tight end. Nowhere. Yeah. I know, I know. I was really high on him, but well, I mean, he was only a rookie. You don't ever see rookie tight ends really <laughs> prosper. Yeah, yeah. So, unless your name's Kyle Pitts. So <laughs> true. One so, in a decade. I, One in a decade, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's you're right about that. But as many picks as they had, 
you know, they didn't like I said, as far as wide receivers go, they didn't really add much other than Mechie. So um, I'm high on him. Like I said, I've always been a big fan of him, even though, like you said, he's probably top 20 receiver. I've always been a fan of him. And three different teams, he had a thousand yards. Yep. So four. Not many, not many do that. Oh, I'm sorry, four. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, Char- yeah, Rams, Saints, Patriots, and um, yeah, four. So yeah, that's all. That's all I got. That's got no tie. Tie. I'm with you. And then, I mean, when it comes to dynasty, I mean, I feel I'm dynasty and redraft. I mean, I think sleeper is definitely like the word because, I mean, one he gets passed on because he's on the Texans. Two, he gets passed on because he's on the Texans. Three, he gets passed on because he's on the Texans. But I'm with you. Again, I'm not a wide receiver. I don't know if I'm happy as a wide receiver two. Wide receiver three, I'm a pig and shit. Flex, I'm a pig and shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely three and flex. Absolutely love it. Two. I have them. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm not like like. Oh my god! But I'm okay with two. Yeah. I'm all right. So let's go, guys. Let's go to our last one of the night. That's. Uh, I forget whose idea this was, but it wasn't mine. <laughs> uh, 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 the tight end that we are going to discuss is uh, no offense. I mean, I looked. I went back and I started looking at some numbers. I was like, holy shit! The guy had ninety. 93 targets in 2020 and 93 in 2020 and 90 in 2021, which was 10th in tight ends. So the guy definitely, I mean, he earns his targets, but he's on a whole nother team. He's with Drew Locke with the same quarterback he's been with his whole NFL career. But that's not, I mean, that's like being linked to an STD. And then, I don't you go, you go to Seattle where I and I mean nothing I don't I don't know I'm not I mean Russell Wilson's gone the O line has always been garbage as long as Russell Wilson's been there right they they did I, I mean I I listen to another podcast so I, um this is an original but I it was really great that they finally addressed the O line the year after Russell Wilson leaves and they take a they take tackles the two, the two starting tackles they had last year, are uh, have they haven't re-signed yet, but they went tackle with the, with the number first round Charles Cross, Mississippi State, and then they went I think his name's uh, Abraham Lucas Lucas in the third round. They got two brand new tackles, so good for them. You know they got Kenneth Walker. They have two stud wide receivers, and they have Noah Fant, which is I mean you know. Essentially, a fantasy tight end one, and then they have a combination of me and Gary and Ty throwing the ball. So, I mean, I mean, Gino. I think they said Gino. Gino could beat out Lot. So I would take. I would take Gino Smith. Guys, you guys, yeah, the floor is y'all's. Go ahead. All right. So, I mean, obviously, we probably would probably want Geno Smith, but I mean, Fant, he's pretty much, he's escalated a little bit more each season. Uh, what was it? He had 90 targets last season, which has been uh, three less than what he did for his 
his sophomore season. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, fan, I mean, I'd like to see somebody. He, okay. Seattle definitely needs a new tight end because they've tried with Gerald Everett. He wasn't anything for that first season that he, or that one season he, he signed. He said one season. He had six, he had 63 targets. Right. Exactly. So, I mean, they're trying to find a bona fide, uh, you know, tight end. And I think just Drew Locke and him probably have a little bit of rapport. But, I mean, if it was up to me, I think Geno Smith kind of makes that team a little bit more electric. So, depending, barring whoever the quarterback is, maybe if they even go for Baker Mayfield or something. Mm -hmm. I mean, Fant is somebody who I can still consider a top 12 tight end for sure. If you have Um, him, if you go into, if you go into redraft season and you have him as your tight end one, are you happy? I'm okay with that. Okay, good for you. I'm all right with that. I'm the salt of the sea. Because, I mean, you're going to see this team have to throw quite a bit. Like, we all know that this team is not the Legion of Boom anymore. But they, it's, but what does Pete Carroll say every year? They are a run-first team. Yeah, but they're going to have to pass, man, when they're down multiple touchdowns. You're I'm probably going to be yeah. able to get, you're probably gonna get more, more, a lot of garbage time for this team. He will be the third option. I mean, look at their other receivers besides Lockett and uh, Metcalf. They got Freddie Swain, that Dwayne Eskridge, who he was, I think he was hurt, but and then I don't know who the other receivers are, but it doesn't matter. Um, he's going to be the third option on this team. So, I mean, I love the player. I love Noah Fant, but yeah, I, I wish he's kind of like Allen Robinson. Wish he could get with a actual decent quarterback. Now, if he was with Russell Wilson. Yeah, we'd be we'd be singing the high praises for him, but I feel bad for him going back with Drew Locke. It all depends if Russ is going to cook in Denver. I mean, I don't think they're going to do exactly the same thing that Seattle did and like hold him back. But I mean, when you saw the fact that they let him rip, he was legit, dude. And I mean, I think hopefully Denver is going to be, especially the new head coach, they're going to let him just you know do his thing. I mean, he's a veteran QB who's been around the league for a while. He knows what to do. He knows what to, you know, call up any kind of audible. So I think they're going to let him, especially with the new head coach, they're going to let him take care of the field at times. You know, let him see what he sees. And he's got a good wide receivers and whatnot. So, I mean, I don't know. I think Fant is going to be someone I'm not going to legitimately target. But if he falls to me, because I usually wait, especially in redraft, like, if it, he falls to me late or, you know, he's not going to be picked within the last round of my redraft leagues, so I'll, I'll definitely take a flyer on him. So, do you think in Dynasty he's a – do you think he's a buy-low candidate? He could that, be. I mean, would you put him in that realm? Well, let's, let's play, like, how many targets do you think he's going to get this season? I mean, he got 90 last season. Yeah, yeah, in a different—I mean, a whole different offense. And Gerald Everett got how many? Sixty. Sixty-three. But you have to think too—he was with Teddy Bridgewater. Like, I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, I mean, a high. Talking about um, two-yard Teddy, you know. <laughs> two-yard Teddy. I say, I say at least seventy-five. I'll go at least 75. I don't think you can get 90. I mean, I'm sorry. I think you can get 90. 
I mean, if they're if they're gonna pass four, no, they'll probably pass like at least five hundred attempts. I can see him getting one fifth of them. Total targets last year for Seattle, four hundred and seventy-four. Yeah, they'll hit. So you're saying you see an uptick in passing where the top quarterback is gone. Yeah. I I can, bro. What? <laughs> your team is going to be behind. When you're behind, you're always going to pass. Seattle was behind most of the season last season. How many rushing attempts did they have? They had rushing attempts, 413 to 474 passing attempts. They're almost 50-50. Yeah. Meh. Yeah. How many did Will Disley get? 26. How many did – what's the combination? Cody Colby Parkinson, that guy doesn't matter. Who? Gerald ever got 63. Parkinson got eight attempts. It's a, it's a decline for this guy. I think he can get, I can get 80 to 90. How much? 80 to 90 targets. I almost want to bet you when we leave this podcast. <laughs> I'll go, I'll go 80. I'll go 80. I said 75. I'll go 80. 80 is a good number. I don't think – there's no way he gets 100. There's no way um, There's no way he gets 90. I'll, I'll say that easy. All right, let's make a small bit wager. Off the pod. We can talk about it next pod. After pod, after pod. Guys, that was the last guy we were talking about. So, the, I mean, I guess we're going to have to end this pod and just start throwing bets out like crazy. Nope. The bad Shane ain't here. I know. He's on a bachelor party. <laughs> with brad with brad our boy brad uh happy bachelor party brad hopefully hopefully uh y'all having a good time we miss y'all they're in uh they're in dirty myrtle oh yeah so uh hope the weather stays good too for you guys so but good times hope you are listening guys that was it that was the pod that is the pod no that was, ha- Bye, guys. That was a good time it was fun that was a good time that was a good time. Guys, for uh are we are we out? Are we outie? Five thousand? Mm-hmm. We are. Guys, uh, this is Memorial Day weekend. Enjoy the weekend. Remember why the weekend we have is the weekend we have. So uh yeah. A little sorry, I gotta get a little sentimental tidbit in there. But uh okay. guys, it's good. Ty. You have a good weekend. Nats game, Nats game question mark, Orioles game question mark. You know what you always say: the the fight is fight tonight, fight or price right, fight tonight. Price is right, the fight tonight, baby. Yeah, so we'll see, we'll see, we'll see where the uh the journey takes us. Gars, tasty waves. <laughs> no beach waves this week. Just hanging tight at home. We got a uh, foot. Side, side note, everybody knows that we're all wrestling fans. Big pay-per-view this weekend. AEW, bro. Yeah. Fun. Oh, really? Punk, CM Punk for the title. Hangman Adam Page. Yeah. Yes. Where, where's, what is it, what, where is their pay-per-views usually on? Let me ask that. It's not on, it's not on the Peacock, is it? Ty, no, Ty, we'll, get, Ty, Ty, yeah, we'll talk after this. I got you. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you. Guys, let's get let's get out of here, guys. I am the commissioner, Joshua T. A. Hicks. You can find me on Twitter at jhicks804. Find Gary on Twitter at garth underscore poetica. 
find Ty on Twitter at Social Media Ghost. Find us all on Twitter at TheFlug underscore FF. www.theflug.com. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. That's it, guys. Happy Memorial Day. Hopefully I have this pod posted this one more than that. You will. <laughs> no, just joking. Just joking. JK, JK. All right, guys. Everybody. Happy Memorial Day. Good day. Bye. See you on out.